All right, good day, good day, everybody. We're back in this thing, 8020, James and I, in this guy. And today, we wanted to do something a little bit different with our time. And since we've been bringing on different guests uh, to help share perspective on, on various subjects that we may or may not have touched upon in the past, we thought it'd be a great time to revisit the relationship series uh, over here at 8020 Different Means. And so I thought it'd be a good idea to bring on uh, a buddy of mine who I met through uh, an acquaintance we both have, and it was at a gender reveal. Uh, and so my partner, uh, my girlfriend Haley, who is with Child, now that that's public information, uh, we were at a friend of hers, gender reveal, and I met this gentleman here, and uh, you know he introduced himself, we just started having a little bit of small talk, and then later found out that we had some more similarities uh, than I may have uh, guessed upon first glance. So uh, today, we're gonna be talking about interracial relationships with my brother, Nick Nixon. Welcome to the show, brother. And thank you all for having me. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So before we really get cracking, we kind of like to break the ice a little bit. So we'll ask kind of a, a silly question. Uh, but right now, if you had to play any position, going back to, to college, you played old line, but you couldn't be a lineman. What position would you play? I'm so man. I probably want to play either wide receiver or free safety. I, I like free safety, strong safety, something like that. Just because wide receiver, you always you always getting the ball. I feel like I could, you know, as an offensive lineman, we always feel like we was just bigger athletes. But I feel like I can make some shape, you know, getting the ball, having 10 receptions for 150 yards, something like that. <laughs> Where, uh, you know, playing playing free safety, just being that ball hawk, man. Like, I like hitting people, too. Uh, yeah. Intercepting the ball and then, too, trying to get in the end zone with it. So either one of those positions, man, would have been fine with me. Right. That would have been quite the sight to see. <laughs> man, sitting at 306 trying to play uh, <laughs> free safety. Man, they, they would have been targeting me all game. Yeah. Um, what are the brokest pair of shoes that you've ever worn? Brokest pair of shoes. That's crazy. See, okay, so what's, what's even more crazy, I, today I hit on a pair of J's. I don't know if y'all are familiar with like J's drops and sneaker app and everything like that, but I hit on the... Uh, the cool gray 11s, they just dropped. They weren't supposed to drop until like December. They did like a little shot drop on those. So I honestly, probably some team issue shoes for real that we used to like work out in. They used to call them like little newbies or dubbies or something like that. But I mean, they were supposed to be good for your feet and working out. I ain't really like them, but it is what it is. So. Heck yeah. Have you, have you heard of those before, James? No idea what those are. Probably, like some, no, probably it's, it's not. Like it sound like some white people's shoes, though. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Are they the type they like? They wear about each of your toes individually. <laughs> no, they don't. Look, I, I could. There's no way they would have even let us wear them in the weight room at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Weight drop on your toe is yeah. over with. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Well, move your feet." <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> Smooth. So to set it up to, to to provide some context, could you just give us a brief overview of, of kind of how you grew up? And then, uh, and then getting into college, and then how you met your partner to kind of set up the conversation. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, just growing up, I, I and I start back with 
elementary school, pre-K, all that stuff like that. So I went to Catholic school my whole, whole life. Uh, elementary school, middle school is a little combined thing. So it was like pre-K through eighth grade all the way. Uh, then going into high school, I uh, went to predominantly white uh, uh, high school in, in Hendersonville, Tennessee, named Pope John Paul II. Uh, you know, uh, going into college, it was sort of that same atmosphere, going to Sanford University down in Birmingham, Alabama. I mean, we had UAB what, probably like five, ten minutes away from from our campus, but it was, you know, a predominantly white school. You wasn't a lot of uh, black people, all the black people that you did probably see were you could <laughs> nine times out of ten they were an athlete. Uh, so it was, you know, that's 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 how I grew up and uh, meeting uh, my girlfriend Sam. It was just one of those things where uh, before we had even spoke and I'd even really introduced myself to her. You know, she had played basketball. She was an athlete with, with Sanford women's basketball, and uh, somehow. I ended up finding out that she was from Somerset, Kentucky. And, and one of the things that uh, my junior year in high school, we had visited up there. And I, before I, like I said, even knew her, before we even knew what college we was going to, we had crossed paths and like didn't, you know, not not speak or anything like that. But we had crossed paths. I played against her brother in high school in a little basketball tournament. So I was familiar with her city a little bit and, you know, some of the stuff that was up there. But yeah, man, it was... It was one of those things where that was one of the first things that we, you know, talked about and, and clicked with. And then from there, it's history. We've been dating, what, five, five years, going on six this upcoming uh, February. So, yeah, man. Well, congrats on that, on that endurance in the relationship, man. I feel like uh, yeah, these days, sure. you know, that's especially kind of this speed dating culture. And I feel maybe, maybe it's tapered off a little bit. I don't know. With the tenders and the hinges, I saw a hinge commercial somewhere. I was at James shaking his head, said, "No, nah, it ain't tapered off." Okay, well, uh, cause we spoke about that on the episode before, just the orientation of the mindset of a lot of people our age and our age range, where it's like they either yeah. want to cut directly to the chase, you know, the chase sequence, or they're either looking for something so extreme in the long term where they're sitting down with people like, "Look, next person I'm with." I got a Miriam, they got to bear my children, this, that, and third. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, where, where's the space to kind of just vibe, you know, and feel <laughs> things out a little bit. Uh, so that's that's dope to hear that y'all y'all been together so long. Now, growing up, going to a Catholic school, how would you say that shaped your, your uh, how did that shape you socially? And how did that shape you culturally? So it was, you know, one of those Catholic schools. Were you talking about like high school or are you talking about, more, you know, elementary and middle school? Because at that time, you you just go into school. You just excited mm -hmm. to see friends and everything like that. You know, really excited for PE class, which most of us yeah. were. <laughs> Not even doing like, you know, division, all that stuff like that. So uh, I, I'll talk about more like high school. High school, it was just like, okay, uh, you know, Culturally, we had this thing, and it was just I, why I don't know, but it was just this, this thing that we had at lunch called the black table. So that's where all like black people used to sit, like the you know, and it wasn't. I, I guess it was sort of segregation that we was doing, but it was just like not really just because we. That's who you connected with the most. So 
I could talk about, you know, certain stuff that was going on in pop culture, the hip hop culture, like, shoot, we could talk about the BET Awards that was upcoming or, or something like that, that I couldn't talk about with, you know, my white friends. And, and that's no disrespect to them, but like, they just can't relate because they didn't even know what BET was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, that culturally, it was just one of those things where that's who you really gel with. But I, like I said, I gel with, with everybody in high school. Uh, <clears throat> it was one of those things where to being the athlete that I was and, and, you know, people knowing that I was going to go play uh division one ball. Uh, it was just like, okay, like, you know, man, let, like, let's hang out with Nick or let, you know, like, you know, let's, we, we want to do something with Nick. So, uh, man, socially, besides outside of the classroom, I really didn't even like, really hang out i didn't go to parties and stuff like that like you would probably be surprised i didn't have really have like my first like drink of alcohol or anything until like my senior year in high school so mm -hmm. at that point you know freshman through junior year i was just concerned with getting a getting a scholarship once i sort of got that scholarship and and everything like that everything had started to pretty much just change it was just like okay like look like now you're gonna you're gonna get to you listening to my parents and everything they sort of sheltered me away from that and just kept me focused on uh what what i needed to do in order to get that division one scholarship to go play football because they knew my goals and i mean my everybody in the school knew my goals so uh i wasn't afraid to tell anybody look no nah, like i'm not doing that or anything like that so um uh, man yeah I, that's that's honestly socially and culturally it was like almost two different two different groups that you hung out with but i mean being in a predominantly white school like of course like it's not like almost so solely hang out with black people like that or anything like that because you just you limit yourself to what you you know what you can do uh who, what friends you can make i got white friends that i talk to every day uh even at, at sanford so it's just like you, you can't you can't limit yourself to nothing like that because it's gonna hurt you in the long run no i definitely agree and the reason i i, I kind of pitched the question that way is because sometimes there's this idea of nature versus nurture and that's like a a, a dichotomy or a framework that can be applied to many different situations or, or topics or subjects and we're talking you know so we can really get deeper into this whole idea of interracial relationships uh, I didn't go to a Catholic school. Um, actually, in fact, where I spent the, the bulk of my time, really from fifth grade forward, was in Smyrna, and specifically at Campbell, and this was the most diverse high school in all of Cobb County. Uh, but when I was a lot younger, I grew up, I spent some years in Douglasville, which is predominantly white area, and the, the reason I was curious, your perspective on that is because uh, I've heard this from different friends I've had over the years, uh, friends in high school, friends at college, and where, let's say, I, I, I'm with some of my, my friends, and these are, these are black women. They may start to dog yeah. me if I'm dealing with a white chick, and, and I remember even, uh, this is one of my best friends in like late elementary school, maybe like sixth, seventh grade, and she actually, <laughs> she actually told me she thought I was racist towards black women because I had crushes on some different white girls. And yeah. so I was just curious, you going to a Catholic school, how, you know, these different kind of angles of, all right, you know, quote unquote, our people, the folks who look like us from a melanation standpoint, versus, you know, people who look more like your current girlfriend, white folks, whoever, just people who are not black women, if uh, at any point, 
anybody directly approached you and said anything left or they said anything supportive or just kind of what has your walk been or just did you ever even have any anxiety or any uh, self-consciousness about having a white partner knowing that in our community, these black women, they, they, they can be hard. They can be rough on brothers who, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So definitely, the you know, that anxiety and, you know, uh, even sometimes frustration comes with that, you know, just seeing, and it, I guess it's not really uh, a spoken thing where people just come up to you and just tell you that they, you know, are like, you know, you know, we don't respect that or nothing like that. There's I, honestly, man, I'm, I'm six, four, sitting at 240 pounds. So nobody's going to walk up to me and tell me something that I can't do. So like, I, they're like, that's fine. But seeing those looks walking down the street and everything like that. But like I said, back, back to, to high school, there weren't, there weren't enough, there, there weren't a lot of black people anyway. And even in Sanford, there weren't a lot of black people anyway. Most of the majority of the time it was, those uh, was athletes and shoot, I'm, I'm hanging around football players all day. And it's just like, okay, like, what comes with that is that you and, and you always see it, but that like that stigma of all oh, well, athletes are always black athletes are always with the you know the white females and everything like that, which it it is true in some cases, but it's like they they people act like we're going out there and like almost I guess choosing, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's like it, that's not that's not what's that's not what's happening. Like these girls, they're 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 attracted to you know, the black athletes, they're attracted to the white athletes. Like it, like it, it, it happens all the time. They're just attracted to athletes. They're attracted to that status that, you know, we have on campus, that, that social stigma that we get at campus, being able to uh, go to a club or something like that. Somebody buys drinks or something like that. Like, it's like, it's, it's stuff like that, that they're, uh, I would say attracted to, but like, I mean, with, with me and me and Sam, it didn't even work out like that. So like, shoot, I always joke and I'm like, she, she came on to me first, but you know, it, it, she, if she got on here, she'll argue different. Anyway, uh, it was a, uh, I just sort of I just really met her. I didn't even like notice her on campus or anything, but most of the time she like her season overlapped with mine. So it would be like our last two or three games or something like that. And they would already be starting preseason and everything like that. So we didn't even meet until the second semester of my, of our freshman year. And once that happened, it was she was mid. I'm talking about like mid season in in, in, uh, in basketball season, man, and just uh, having having time to like hang out and just really gel. We found out that we had more in common than I did with anybody anybody else. Like for real, like it didn't matter who it was. Like I, like I said, I had already uh, been to her city. She had been to Nashville multiple times. So it was just like okay, like dang, we we connecting already and it just it felt right like it's hard to explain like you you just you just don't know until like you know you know what i'm saying like that first time of us like hanging out and like talking to each other like in person it was just like like yeah like i know this is my person like you know what i'm saying and it's hard to explain that to other people especially our people because they don't they don't realize that like it's 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 hard like and i i don't even like view it as like a color thing like Regardless, like if you if you find your person, man, she could be purple, green, it don't matter, bro. Like, if you find your person, like that's your person. Like, I know this girl a ride or die for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? She did she been with me through the ups, downs, like everything, man. 
Like I had a chance to go to the league. Like she'd been through me. Like she didn't see me at my worst and she didn't see me at my best. And she didn't get like stay consistent through it all. So like I I'd do anything for her. And she's she knows that. And and vice versa. Like I, I didn't tell her stuff that I like I, I wouldn't I don't even feel t- uh comfortable telling my parents, man. And it, like they <laughs> they the reason I'm here. So it's just mad. Like seeing seeing other people try to uh almost degrade that whenever you're walking down the street or something like that, like it's heartbreaking because you don't even know me. Like you don't know my experiences. You don't know anything that I've been through. So before you try to judge, just look, at least ask. And then, you know, I promise you, you'll find out that we was almost a match made in heaven before, like before you, you sit there and try to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, no, thank you. What do you think the, I mean, you, you kind of spoke about the, you know, walking down the street and the judgment from the random strangers, but um, judgment from people we love hits different. What have you found to be the, the biggest obstacle with you dating her? Maybe with her parents, with your parents, with your family, with your sister, with, your, with, with external family. Like, what's the biggest yeah. obstacle there with people that you love that you would ride or die for as well? Well, most of the times, look, like, it's not even... You don't even, and I don't know how it is in, 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 in Savon's case, but you don't even like really hear about it. Like your your partner almost tries to to, to shelter you from that because they don't they don't want to tell you something. Oh well, my my grandparents are, are this type of way or something like that. Because like if especially if you've already met them, like that can ruin a whole relationship. And you know, I, one of the biggest things that we don't like we don't really like fake people. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Okay, if I didn't already shook hands with you, if I didn't already sat at your table and broke bread with you, or we didn't been out to eat or something like that, and then I'm hearing that you're doing X, Y, Z behind my back because you don't like the way that I look or something like that, is it like that? That can honestly ruin our relationship. But personally, with like my family, so like I have like I, two of my cousins, uh, well, one of my uncles, my on my mom's side, uh, dated and and married and. Uh, uh, an Asian woman. So I have Asian cousins and black and a- Asian cousins in my family, like first cousins that I talk to all the time. So it, that, that was nothing really ever just, I guess where we didn't, my family re- just really like looked at me sideways for dating a white girl. And like I said, they always knew my experiences. Like they knew the the situations that they put me in. They put me in predominantly white schools. So it was like, okay, like, if Nick bring, potentially brings, yeah, <laughs> if he potentially brings home a white girl or a light skinned girl or something like that, a girl that does not look at, like him, uh, that's fine. Like, <laughs> like that's that's what we put him around. So, uh, yeah, man, my parents are, are accepting of it. Or her parents are even, you know, very accepting of it. At first, they were, and, and I won't get too much into like her family detail or anything like that, but. Uh, Really, the, the closest people to her are her mom, her grandma, and then her brother. Uh, besides that, like, she doesn't really deal with, with if anybody else in her family. Uh, like I said, I don't want to get too much no, into that do. just because I know how she is. But, uh, man, like, just first time me meeting her mom and everything, it, yeah, of course, there's that, that you know, uh, standoffish type, you know, uh, deal is going to be there just because I don't, I don't look like them and Shoot, like I, I was like, man, I was surprised to find out that she even watched like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air the other day. Mm-hmm. Like real talk, you know. So it's stuff like that that you know. It, it, I know it, it seems corny, but like that's that's just something I wouldn't even expect. Like 
her to, to, to even like seeing yeah like that like because them you know what i'm saying like yeah. look i'm just be real with y'all like that's them black people problems that they're dealing with on a black <laughs> tv show on a black sitcom that's shown on a black television you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying on bt so like that's something like i, I wouldn't have even thought that she would have uh, watched the fresh prince or the proud family or anything like that uh at the end of the day though you it's, it's me and her and and that's how i view it you know uh, Savon, in your case, I know it's you and you and your partner, you and your girl, uh, versus the world. Like, obviously, you want your parents and, and uh, grandparents and your family to be involved and accepted. But like at the end of the day, if they don't, like, I'm not getting on a, <laughs> on the knee proposing to your mama. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing so. Not proposing to your brother, anything like that. So it's like if they with us, then they with us, and if not, then it's you and me. If you care about me enough to to be with me, then look, I, I can look past all that. I don't care. I look, they they call Jesus every name but a child of God. You know what I'm saying? So who am I? I'm not better than Jesus. I'm not about to sit there and you know compare my situation to anything like that because it's it, we, we it's not that deep, <laughs> real. Mm-hmm. And if I look, I know I'm going on the rant and stuff, but nah, if man, I'm spending, if I'm spending. What you would say, me passing, I'll go back to the little strangers thing. Like, I'm walking down the street or something like that. If you see like 10 people a day, we'll just keep it a 10. Nine, eight or nine of those people, they got something to say. Two of those people, they're, you know, two or, or one person, they're, they're actually, you know, like, oh, like they didn't say nothing at all. Most of the time, I'm not even worried about what, what people got to say because out of all that time throughout the day, all those 10 people out in, or nine people, eight people out in made mad. Like, they got to go back home to, to, to their family. They got to deal with those issues themselves. Most of the time, I'm, I'm with her anyway. So I, I'm not about to uh, sit there and, and, and you know, uh, worry about what somebody else got to say just because I'm not, I'm not doing life with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, shoot, that one interaction that we had crossing down the street, you giving me the side eye. Are you cussing me out or something like that? Which I said, that's like really like extreme. But like, I know sometimes I, you, you'd be naive to think that like that stuff doesn't happen in people's heads. Like, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. you, you just can't, I, I, don't, I don't even, I just honestly brush it off, man. Cause I didn't play in college athletics. I didn't been through worse. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, so the general, the general approach is to not give it any energy. Not feed it. At all. And- Cause if you do, man. It's, it's it's not good. Like you just you just helping prove their cause. You know what I'm saying? You helping uh, fit that stereotype that you want to want to fit, and then they got a case. You know what I'm saying? If you don't even get it, it always it takes two to argue. You know what I'm saying? If if I don't argue with you, then you just look crazy sitting there talking to yourself. So yeah. yeah. So my advantage on that is obviously the the first route is to not give it any energy, and taking it kind of a level deeper because exactly to your point, at the end of the day, the relationship is between two people and I believe that firmly. Um, but I think it can get a little, a little uh, interesting, possibly precarious when one really starts to try to extrapolate out long-term. Yeah. And, and I say that simply because a lot of times people who may have these, these feelings or these sentiments about, okay, I want... I want my family, my child, my daughter, my my son to be with somebody who is like us. Uh, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. they got that mentality from it. In most cases, most people I've come across who've actually opened up and have been open to having this conversation, it's something that they were taught from the generation above them. 
as just like, yeah. you know, okay, wash your hands, don't put your elbows on the table, and don't bring home no nigga. Like, yeah. literally, <laughs> these lessons are often passed down that way. And so it can often take people getting older in their life, stopping, having some reflection, having some actual personal direct experience with somebody of whatever stereotype that they were taught or that, that was embedded in their mind to actually recognize, okay, this was a prejudgment where prejudice comes from. This was an idea of somebody instead of me seeing them as the individual. And I think that it becomes important to address it eventually instead of kind of just like, you know, because one side of it is kind of the laissez-faire, all right, cool, maybe maybe auntie, uncle, somebody has a little bit of, you know, they, they, they feel a little ways about the situation and you kind of just push through it. That's one route to go about it. I'm of the mindset that certain issues need to be handled more directly because ultimately, and this is just something I've seen play out, you know, in different situations where, let's say, you know, I got a partner. If they become stressed out because of the energy that they're getting from people in their lives about it, it's like they can only sometimes shrug off so much. And so I'm of the belief that in a lot of instances, I just think, you know, the universe God works in funny ways, but it's often families who have had these stigmas in the past on both sides. It's not just from the white side, it's from the black side, it's from the mm -hmm. every side. For sure. But oftentimes they'll be the ones who somewhere in their family line, there'll be some mixing, you know, of cultures that kind of forces the discussion to come up again and, 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 and people to question where they have gotten these, these ideas from. And even a, a friend of mine's mother mentioned how when she was having her child, uh, her child was of mixed descent. At the time, her great-grandfather was in the clan. And like mm -hmm. a higher, like I think he was like a grand wizard or something like that in the clan. Nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, this is running deep. Yeah. But that when the child finally came and he saw this child, you know, it's like the shit started to melt off of him because it was just that yeah. realization of like, ah, all that shit I was talking, this is, this is my blood. This is my great, great, great. Yeah. And, and it can force people sometimes it's like a spontaneous recovery, you know, and they can just shrug it off. But sometimes it takes people really having to chew on it and be forced to deal with it. And, uh, and I think that can certainly be the case when people have children, because it's one thing to be dating somebody. I think sometimes folks may hold out on their feelings just because they're kind of like, all right, well, you know, this is a phase. OK, she's going through a phase. He's going through this phase or they're yeah. acting out. But when a child comes along, then it's like. Damn, am I really going to hate real. my own? Does that make any sense? Am I possible? Is it possible for me to even do that? And th to me, those, those are the things that are just another side that I think really is yet to be explored as deeply or really even touched on because obviously we have these cultural expectations of just this idea that, you know, X should be with Y when, and like you said, and I think James would agree here too, it's about overall compatibility. And sometimes yeah. there's this idea that if you come from similar cultures, there will be enhanced compatibility. And I think that for a lot of people, that's why they kind of go that way. You were about to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, just just building off of that, one thing I like being, and I, like I said, I don't know how it is in your case, but finding out the other day that the Sam had watched the Proud Family and stuff like that, like that was like actually like really really like dope to me. You know what I'm saying? Like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, because that's something that I wouldn't have even thought that you would like 
hit watch. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's I, I think it's cool whenever those cultures can collab, you know what I'm saying? Like seeing her listen to hip, me, me being able to put on some like new hip hop music and stuff like that. Her being able to put some like country music on me, like you're going down a whole nother avenue that you wouldn't have done just being with somebody of your color. Not saying there's nothing wrong with that because there's not my like what I'm obviously because my, <laughs> my dad was black, my mom was black. So like, I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. But like you, you experience a whole you know, man, I didn't do stuff that I wouldn't have even, like, thought of doing. Like, man, going kayaking? Like, I ain't... <laughs> what, what, how many black people do you know go kayaking? You know what I'm saying? How many black people do you know go fishing? Like, mm-hmm. and actually, like, enjoy it. Like, that's stuff that I wouldn't have even done. Being able to go up to her house and, like, she lives in, whenever I tell you, legit, the middle of nowhere has, like, 60 acres of land. Like legit the middle of nowhere, but like just going up there, sitting in a deer stand, looking at all the land, like that's like but like that's stuff that like you wouldn't even you wouldn't experience me being from the city. And, and it, I man, I, you you just I feel like you limit yourself. And like I said, there is nothing wrong with it. If you if you feel like you, you know, that's what you want to do, by all means do so. But I just feel like there's almost not not more advantage, but there's a whole nother, like I said, avenue that's that's opened up whenever you date outside of your race. Like you experience so much more that you wouldn't have even done. Like, and, and I say so much more, but like so much more that you wouldn't have even like dreamed of doing, thought of doing. Like, like I said, bro, I, I ain't never even thought about fishing or anything like that. Went fishing, actually caught fish. Like that's something like I I enjoy to do. So it's you just gotta be open to experiences and, and just closing it off, like. I don't know what the, you know, numbers or anything like that. I ain't no expert in that. But like, if you limit yourself to like one group of people, like you, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like you almost, you, you're limited already. That's like only, that's like only saying like, okay, you can only eat chicken for the rest of your life. Like mm-hmm. it don't matter how it is, bake, fry, whatever it is, like, but you can only eat chicken. So like, you're not even getting the experience eating a burger or getting the experience eating fish or anything like that. So I, I just don't feel like you should limit yourself. Now, you, there are preferences. Like I said, some people do like prefer chicken over beef, uh, fish over beef or stuff like that. But man, just going ahead and coming in life and just saying, oh, well, I'm going to just limit myself to this just because of my, what my what my uh, my grandparents told me, because of what my mama told me. Like, your mama could be wrong and, and and a lot of people don't like standing up to their parents because that's their parents but like look like your mama could be wrong your daddy could be wrong so you got to experience life for yourself and that was one of the biggest things with me don't leaving because i didn't i knew i didn't want to stay anywhere in tennessee i don't care freaking what vanderbilt could offer me Memphis, all them schools put off of me, man. I knew good and well I was not staying anywhere in Tennessee. Like, I wanted to get out. And that was that whole part of, like, being able to, like, experience new things. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to experience new things to even see what you like, man. Like, and, and a lot of people don't do that. I mean, that's, like I said, that's fine. Like, but my grandma, for example, she was one of the people that, uh, and I love her to death, but she was one of the people uh, that, that was really just like sort of like standoffish at first, like with me and Sam dating. And I didn't bring Sam around, didn't bring it to the house, didn't even bring it to that, that city really just because I didn't want to like experience nothing that, that, you know, I had been experiencing with going to those predominantly white schools and everything like that. So 
being able to, to to just you know sit down with my grandma and actually tell her like look like this is my like this is my person like Sam is my person like she she just you either on board with me or you're not and like I said at the end of the day it's all love like I love you to death grandma but like look like you, you don't want to be a part yeah <laughs> like you gotta you can get used to this honestly and that's hard those, that's those those difficult conversations that you have to have with you know your loved ones and they should be able to respect that and if they don't man look like that's that tells you a lot about them. Yeah, it really does. It, it really does. And it, it's heartbreaking because I've seen that happen with families before. Like I said, I ain't going to get too much into her family, but like, good. you can see that sometimes with, with, with you know, people on, on, on her side of the family. And it's just like, man, like, mm. you just ruining a whole relationship right there, like, that, that you could potentially be having just because you don't, you know, you don't like nobody outside of her race or anything like that. So... Yeah, man. Yeah, it's interesting. I have a a little bit of experience, um, not with uh, not with dating anyone that's uh, that's black. Uh, I definitely am intrigued by. I am definitely interested in. I am definitely uh, have not, with all due respect, had a taste. But I'm not against <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> Not against Good. it, not against I'm, it. I'm I, already knowing. You know, I um, I used to work out in the gym up in uh, up in Smyrna, um, right there, close to the Battery, like over where the Braves play. And it's, I mean, the gym's probably like ninety five percent black, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe like four percent Asian and Hispanic, and then three white people, and I'm one of them. Uh, and so that was a very interesting culture shock uh, because I grew up predominantly white. I grew up in Peachtree City, you know, golf cart capital. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had like literally. I went to Macintosh High School. We had maybe, maybe we were four percent black, maybe five percent black, max. Um, went to UGA. It was a little bit more of a mix, but you know, I still kind of stayed in the in the fraternity scene and the bar scene, and that's more predominantly white again. Uh, but I think it's interesting that that you say that there's just some there's some uh, some sideways talking, some sideways hate there because I even saw not in my experience, but seeing women seeing white women in the gym around black male trainers, the black women, dude, the black women in there, and I'm generalized, I'm definitely broad stroking mm-hmm. right now, but there was hate thrown around for no reason. Yeah. There was always chirping behind people's backs, never to anybody, but always about that person. Uh, and there was multiple white trainers, that, white female trainers that were in there that would always grab the attention. I mean, it's regardless of what they look like, it's easy to stand out when yes. you are the minority, you know, in any regard. So, I mean, have you caught have you caught flack from people that you love that that are friends of yours, or or like is that is that something that that just exists not so much culturally, but more so on an individual level? Because I, I feel like that's like that's something that I've seen there, but that, I mean, that's really the only experience that I have seeing that witnessing black women being upset with black men looking at white yeah. women. So, uh, in, in my life, I guess, uh, my friends and everything, man, like, and, and I speak on, on me being in college. So like in, in college, it was like me and Sam, like, I felt like we was like the couple that like almost everybody wanted to be. So, uh, people honestly, like they looked up to us, like for real, like, and it, it wasn't cause we weren't, we weren't going in that bar scene and everything like that. Like that just wasn't the type of, uh, 
person that I was, like, especially uh, after a football game, like, I just wanted to kick back, watch some more football, like, I was just, that was a good night to me, but, uh, and she, she definitely wasn't that type of, you know, girl either, so it was like, why would we sit there and go out if that's not what we're going to do, regardless of the fact, though, uh, like I said, man, I, I just feel like everybody, like, looked up to us, regardless of our, our race or anything like that, it was just one of those things where, like, man, like, that's not, that's not a black dude with a white girl. Like that's just Nick and Sam. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's who that is. Like it's, they didn't really put like a, a, a race on it. Now it probably did happen early in our relationship. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I, it, I, I would, you know, that's just not even me to think that it didn't happen or that it probably still doesn't, you know, doesn't happen with, uh, some of the, you know, we, we meet new people every day. Like she's currently in dental school and stuff like that. And she, you know, I bet, I bet money she, Probably had some like dental friends that you know sat there and questioned, but it's like everybody that ends up like meeting me, and I'm not just trying to like brag on myself or anything or anything like that. Or like everybody like my friends that end up meeting Sam, they're just like man, like she's the like she's like the perfect fit for you. You know what I'm saying? Like man, like that really is your person, and they can see that. That's why I was saying like people would always think that me and Sam are like that ideal couple that you like would want to have. So catching hate like i said most of the time i'm not even in the, the the mix of it anyway and like i said earlier talking to Savon, it was like man i'm 6'4 245 240 pounds nobody's gonna come up to me and say oh well we we don't we don't like you being in that relationship or anything like that like that like that's crazy like they're not gonna tell me that to my face so i wasn't even worried about it majority of the time anyway mm -hmm. and so probably i probably did catch hate outside of uh outside of my face but I, I don't I don't really know man. I I like I said I try not to get in confrontations with people and stuff like that, especially over something like that. Like you don't look, you barely probably even know me. <laughs> like don't 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 speak on nothing like that if, if if you don't really know it. That's what I would try to tell them. So And I think what I heard from what you're saying, and, and I, this is one of those things that seems very obvious, but because you are not a, a caricature of a black male. And I'm assuming her not being a caricature of a white female, it's just it. people, they feel that energy, so they don't bring that energy to you yeah. of trying to put you in this box of, oh, they supposed to act like X, Y, Z, because it's mm -hmm. usually based on a bunch of stereotypes that are hyped up versions of a subset of people. Yeah, yeah bro, very much, very much. Uh, whenever, like I said, you see the... And what makes it so bad, you see those like stigmas and stuff that, I, that that always happen. And that didn't help like anything that we had going on. So like, like I said, man, being in a predominantly white school, of course, I was going to probably wind up with mm -hmm. a white girl just because that's that's all it was. Yeah. Like this is based off of numbers, but like I, I, it was a better chance. So, uh man, it's, it, there's, there's nothing that you could really even, I, I guess, put into words with that but i mean just like i said meeting sam it was just one of those things where i, I sam could have been black and we still would have clicked just because it was like bro like i done already been up to your city i done played against your brother didn't even know it so like i already we already crossed paths before i even, like spoke a word to you we ended up going to the same university we got like the same like goals like everything like man same ambitions i we, bro like, whenever like i'm so competitive with her like i don't even like if we both driving down the street i will not let this girl beat me down the street 
if we cooking together, I'm going to cook whatever I'm cooking first before you even get the chance to like finish cooking it. So it was just like, we just clicking so much on a deeper level. She could have been during green, blue, pink, purple. It don't matter, man. Like I would like yeah. still would have been vibing with her to this day. Like, just like we are. So that's how I looked at it, man. Yeah. I think that's the way people should look at it, man. You know, we've had a James and I, a couple different conversations just about the topic of race. Um, you know, because at least I feel that these days, a lot of times, conversations around race get very charged or very polarized, uh, and, and they're not able to be had in, in more of a leisurely fashion, more of a level-headed fashion, not really trying to paint one side as a victim, one side as an aggressor. Yeah. Uh, that's it's hard, that's hard to do, too, man. That is yeah. very difficult to do, just because I know, man, we didn't have, and, 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 like I said, with, with her being white and me being black, we didn't have heated discussions like that before. We was like, okay, like, who was right? Who was wrong in this situation? Uh, with you know, shoot, because we be not everybody went through twenty twenty, man. Mm-hmm. We was all seeing those those uh, Black Lives Matter protests and everything like that. So it was just like, okay, like, like those conversations were were definitely going to be had between me and her, uh, just because I want to, you know, I want to. I'm, I'm curious of how you think, and she's curious of how I think, but. Those are the types of conversations that you have to have. And like, like I said, just earlier, like culturally, I think those that's one of the things that really like gels us together because she can walk in my shoes. Like I can walk in her shoes and understand, okay, like, dang, like this is what it feels like for you. Like this is why uh, you might have some family members that think this way or something like that. Or this is why, you you know, your friends think like that. And, and, and she's able to do the same thing with me. Like she's able to understand, okay, like this is why uh, you don't like, stuff like this you you know it's it's all about just like experience and context. really just sitting down and, yeah man just context and sitting down and communicating if you don't communicate you don't matter who you with if you don't communicate with your your, your partner it, it's not going to be a good relationship because they're always going to be on edge like you're always going to be on edge thinking that you did something wrong whenever you didn't like it's it's man it's just it's, it's crazy communication is the biggest biggest part especially whenever you're dating somebody outside of your race so they can understand that's that's how they understand would you say it's fair uh, a fair comment that perhaps some people avoid engaging in relationships these only have to be romantic relationships these can just be fucking friendships but relationships with people outside of their most you know adjacent culture because they don't want to do the work that often is uh, extra way more communication than you may need with somebody who quote unquote already understands your language already understands your history your story your context do do you think that that might be one of the reasons some people also shy away from stepping you know into a new territory a new culture a new type of you know dynamic with somebody yeah, that, like I said, with, with, you know, people listening to their, you know, your parents can be sometimes be like the biggest, like, influencers and everything like that, like, biggest heroes to people. But if you, if that's how you grew up, like, it's like, okay, like, getting outside of that level, like, everybody wants to be in, like, their own, like, level of comfort, comfortability. So, like, if you, like, stepping outside of that, like, and it could be, like, I'll just use, like, a, a very broad example, like, shoot, let's say you get a new job in another state or something like that, like, and they're paying, they could be paying double or triple what you're making right now. You, you're not going to leave, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to want to leave your hometown because, like, that's your hometown. And I guess that fear of having to learn something new, having to, you know, make new friends and everything like that, that's that's how I feel like it is with, with people, like, 
being in a relationship or, or trying to uh, even be friends with with people outside of their race, like it's like okay, like dang, like this is how like I might have to like change up, and that's why you see, and, and this is one of the things that I really just it, it low key like gets on my nerves, but it's just like act like you whenever you come around me you know what i'm saying like don't try to like come around me like saying like man what's up bro like you know what i'm saying like if that like because that like i can see straight through that like that's not cool like you know what i'm saying act like yourself i would i I would respect you more if you just acted like yourself like true if you come up and you don't want to give me a a a dap or nothing like that like Mm -hmm. if y'all if you give out fist bumps bro give out fist bumps like Mm -hmm. that's cool with me like i i can adapt you know what i'm saying Like that's that's fine with me. I, I I like genuine people. It don't matter what color, nothing like that. Like I just like genuine people that come around me and like don't don't try to act like anything that you're not. Cause true, I'm telling you, people can see straight through that. I don't know how it is with with, with you and James, but I'll tell you, I can read straight through that every single time. If you try to come up and act like, oh man, like what's up, bro? Like yeah, like to just start speaking that lingo. It it don't even like it don't flow right. It don't even like you look goofy. You look silly trying to do that. So don't do it. Just act like yourself, man. For real. Yeah. No, I'm. It's, it's, and that goes uh, look. That go that goes both ways too. Uh, absolutely. That goes both ways. Don't look if you if you black and you, you know trying to get into like you know like just mm-hmm. just go up there and be like yourself. Like they will they they respect you more if you just do that. Like for real. Yeah, because otherwise you're you're acting and pretending. And it's super funny you say that because, like, growing up, you know, I had had a diverse group of friends. And it was funny, you know, the N-word, nigga, it's, it's a charged word for a lot of people. Yeah. And, and it would be hilarious when I would see people who, you know, if you just glanced at them, most people, if it was a multiple choice test, and they'd be like, should they be saying nigga? They'd be like, no. But when people like that, would say the word and I'd be around and I would just notice who they would say it around and who they wouldn't because yeah. I would never pop somebody out to be like, look, you know, it's it's about energy. You know, it's about, you know, what's the intent behind whatever you're communicating. You can call me, I literally, my mom showed me a paper from like third or fourth grade. Somebody called me vampire and I was chasing after them to beat their ass because it was disrespectful apparently. Now, yeah. <laughs> you know, they didn't call me nigga, they called me vampire. <laughs> you know, but it was smoke. And... It would always boggle my mind how people would, you know, they feel comfortable saying nigga around me because it's like, you know, I'm just letting people speak freely. Just kind of like, yo, one day you may run into some consequences. And just because yeah. I'm not enforcing them doesn't mean that somebody's mean, not going to take that, that you way differently. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not your daddy. So, you know, I've told you my piece on it. And it's... uh it's funny, a, a guy I know a few weeks ago, he actually shared a story with me where he was being a little bit loose with the word, you know, Caucasian fella. And he was with, he was wound up, he was doing like paintball or something with some of the cats on the team at UGA. And some sort of way, he was, I guess it was hype, he was in the spur of the moment. And he said, nigga. And he said, boy, it got quiet. And they looked at that, man. <laughs> and he's like, he ain't never said nah. the word since. He said, I felt so bad because they, they thought I meant it in such a bad way. But I, he basically got to the point where he was saying he just wanted to fit in. He just so badly wanted to be yeah. accepted. And I think to your point, it's like, yo, we ain't looking for anybody to, 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 to pretend to be accepted. We just looking for you to At keep all. it real. Just be you. Keep it real. Just be be yourself, man. You ain't got to come around and start accepting the lingo. Like, I promise you, if you do, more than likely, we'll start saying like, you know, and like I said, like mm-hmm. there's different levels to it. You know uh-huh. what I mean? But like, bro, like 
it's like saying me saying bro around people. Like I, I call everybody bro. It don't matter if you white, black, Hispanic. It don't it don't mm-hmm. matter. Like I call everybody bro. Like if I if I like you, man, I'm gonna call you bro. But that's what I do. Like that's the lingo I speak. You don't have to come around and start calling me bro just because I'm doing that or because you want to fit in. Like if you say bro, if you say like man or something like that, like just speak on that. Like do what makes you like. Just, just be you. I, like I said, man, I always respect like more like genuine people, people to keep it straightforward. Like, just, just do that. Like, even, even if, and this is gonna sound crazy, but like, even if you are racist, like, I would respect the racist coming up to me and telling me, like, look, like, <laughs> I don't appreciate you and Sam being in a relationship together or something like that. Like, that's fine. Like, I understand. Look, okay, like, I can only be with you on this level to this certain extent, but outside of like, you know, walking past you down the street or something like that, like, I, I, I can't freak with you just because like, you don't even respect me as a man to be enough be, to, to, to be with Sam. So it's like, okay, look, I would rather, I, I, I respect you for, for coming up to me and saying that rather than people coming up to my face and then, you know, being blase, blase, some type of way and then going back to their home and then they talking, mm-hmm. you know, talking behind uh, social media or something like that. Uh, just acting folks and you know what I'm saying like you know how it is nowadays bro it's like you got so many social media outlets and people can just get on there and talk and you know if they at you especially if you had a confrontation with them earlier that day so it's like <laughs> bro you look stupid first of all like <laughs> look I know you talking about me you might as well you should have just said that it's in my face so a whole uh, lot of passive aggression man whole lot of passive yeah, aggression yeah <clears throat> a little bit more abstract to uh to more relationships we're all men here we all uh we all try to show up for our partners when we have some uh don't have a partner currently but this uh this definitely applies when i do um what would you say nick is the uh what's the biggest vulnerability of a of a man in today's age is it as it pertains to service to partner black white asian whatever where are we lacking uh, as men? I, bro, so I guess it would be just listening, honestly. Like, just actually, like, listening. <laughs> like, sometimes you can say, like, oh, like, you know, I heard you or something like that. But uh, I feel like at the end of the day, especially, with, you know, with Sam, like, she just wants to, like, be listened to. Like, not, and like I said, it's not just, like, Oh, like I hear you type stuff. It's like, okay, like actually listening to like being like engaged in the conversation, not just uh not not just acting like not just being present, but like actually like being present, if that makes sense. Like you, you that that I, that's one thing that I, I know Sam really does appreciate. Like her love language is is quality time. And, and so it's like. It don't matter what we, we, man, we could be hiking, kayaking, it don't matter. Like, shoot, we could be uh, working out, going to the gym, anything. Like, it's just, like, being together, like, that's one of, like, her biggest, like, love languages. So, like, just being able to speak your partner's love language, I guess. But with men, you know how it is. We don't don't like to get deep on those levels and stuff like that. We like to keep everything at the surface. So, uh, the more I, the more deep that you get with your partner, the better relationship that you have, honestly. And just like being open and honest with them. Like it's, 
you, you got to do that in order to having that communication, being able to, you know, tell her like, whenever you're not feeling something or shoot her, just being able to listen to her and like, actually like remember things. Like I know like one of like the Christmas gifts that she wants this year is a, uh, a pair of Air Force Ones. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, like, me actually, you know, taking note of that and if I get it, then I get it or shoot, get a pair of J's or something like that. Like, and that's, it, it can help on so many levels. Like, shoot, J's are, are something that I feel like are, are, are big, like culturally with like black people. Like, I feel like a lot, like my cousins and uh, brother and everything like they like that. He's really like huge in the shopping for J's. So like being able to like actually like get her a pair of J's and like show her like, look, like, I care about you. Like I'm listening to you. Like shoot. Like I ain't. I mean, and I'm even like bridging that gap between my family and you culturally. Like they like now they see you with the pair of J's on the next family function. Like now they <laughs> now they hype. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like stuff like that. Now nah, it's just like you got to make people feel like appreciated, and that, that's what that's what girls like. Man. So, what do you think, James? What do you think that where we're lacking is men? I think it's communication. I think we're, uh, we're very good at isolating ourselves. I think we're very good at putting ourselves in a situation where uh, we protect ourselves from, from any kind of outside um, negativity. But I think that that also robs us of joy, that robs us of connection, that robs us of, of uh, showing up for our, our partners. That puts us in, a, in an echo chamber where we are doing great and it is wonderful and we're here with this person. But are we really? Like, yeah. Are we? Are we really, or, or are they a warm body? Or are we a warm body for them? Like, are we doing what we need to be doing? I think, I would say, in large part, most men are not. Like, divine masculinity is leadership. If your woman is sitting in the divine masculine and you're sitting in the divine feminine, you might be doing something wrong. Yeah. Might put you in a weird position. Might end up ending your relationship. But I don't know. I've dated people less than both of you have. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think it, it's the communication, man. It's the transparency. Uh, I was actually having a, it was a funny thought the other day. But I hadn't really stopped and thought about the distinction between honesty and truthfulness. And I feel like the kind of, the, the way society is moving and, you know, we look at things like these fact checkers and disinformation, all this other stuff. It's, it's planting the seed in people's mind to think in, in terms of factual information. Truth, in, in, in that kind of sense. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, and I'm not saying it was designed to necessarily do this, but a consequence or a side effect of this is a lot of people are, are, are becoming further distanced from actual honesty. And as I look at it, you know, this is no Webster's definition necessarily, but honesty is, is that combination of genuineness uh, and transparency, but also some degree of, of a spontaneity. You know, like you can be with, somebody can be highly manipulative and do it all from a base of truth. But it would be hard for somebody to manipulate you if they're being honest. And I think that in a lot of relationships, a lot of times people, especially in the early stages, a lot of times will enter relationships trying to tread water of truthfulness. 
and try to kind of mm-hmm. shape the, the 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 direction that the relationship takes. But okay, if I don't have to mention this, and I mention this at the right time, and, and kind of playing with the quote unquote facts, as opposed to just like, hey, babe, I think I might love you. Ah, yeah, you know, and and it was something, you know, that I don't know if it was another ch- chain of events that kind of spawned that thought on, but when I first started talking really in depth with Haley, because I'd known her for some years. Uh, we met at UGA, and it was after my, my last relationship, which I was in for about three and a half years. Uh, same thing there. She was Italian, and um, she was Italian and Lebanese. And when we broke up, I was just like, whoa, you know, I need to work on actual connections, you know, just with women. Uh, not sexual, but just actual platonic friendships with women. And I reached out to Haley because I bumped into her, you know, and was like, yo, I feel like she'd be cool to get to know on a, on a bit deeper of a level. And our whole trajectory for weeks and weeks and weeks was doing nothing but just sitting outside on her porch just talking. You know, I'd plan to be there maybe for 30, 45 minutes. It'd be five, six hours gone. You know, and when you really sit down for that long, kind of just small talking, just powwow, and like, you know, you kind of enter into <laughs> discovery. Yeah, no, for sure. Like that was one of the biggest things. You know, we, we, me and Sam, we always like joke about it. Like one of the first things that like we did whenever we like first got in a relationship, we would just sit in like the car and like listen to music, like just hip hop music, like country music, like just sitting there, like actually like jamming out. We didn't even know like forty five minutes to an hour just gone by. Like the car, the car didn't cut off. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's something that you doing and like bro like actually having those like interactions and, and just being able to like build on a deeper level like I'm I'm sitting there explaining to you the 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 beef between Biggie and Tupac. You know what I'm saying? Like now you now we didn't we didn't sat there and talk culturally about you know hip hop and you didn't spoke to me culturally about country music. Oh like this is the newest like country out like everything like that. That's like you just you you you're broadening you know your expansion of of just in this case, music knowledge. So genres of music. Uh, shoot, then it goes from music to we, we what we say like movies and everything like that. So it's just like y'all were sitting there getting deeper on the level where she's sitting there listening to hip hop. Now you sitting there listening to country outside of seeing each other, not just together. Man, it's like it's 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 honestly a beautiful thing whenever you sit there and like this. You're able to like connect like that. Wow. Like I said, it don't matter if you black, white, like Hispanic, like nothing. Like if you just able to like sit there and like actually like just connect on a deeper level like that, like that's the dopest. Did you could you just mute your mic for a second? Oh, sound like they got it. Yeah. All right. Nobody burned down. Good, 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 good. <laughs> sound like a fire alarm. But yeah, man, I think if, if there's any takeaway really from this brief conversation we've had, it's judge people based on them as unique individual people uh, and the contents of their spirit, their personality, their mind, their their feelings, their goals, their desires, and um, don't give a fuck about <laughs> anybody today with it, because why give a fuck? For real. Because <laughs> there's your list. Too much. Don't give your energy towards that. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Well, uh, personally, uh, I think I'm good on any any questions in this in this go round. Uh, what about you, James? Any any thoughts you want to leave us with? Any questions? No, <clears throat> I appreciate you uh, being willing to come on and us kind of exploring. It's kind of flowing. 
Sure. Well, I appreciate y'all having me and, and being able to uh, get this deep with a conversation like this. Man, I ain't really, never really like been on a podcast and nothing like that, especially talking like, you know, about me and me and Sam's relationship. So uh, this was the first for me. And like I, said, I just appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to be able to do this and hopefully uh, encourage some more. Uh, interracial relationships out there, just relationships in general, man. Friendships too, man. Like, it's just like, just go out there and like, be yourself, be genuine. Like, man, look, don't give your energy towards, towards people who, who don't matter because at the end of the day, you'll see your friends, you'll see your girlfriend more than you will uh, those people just walking down the street. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Destigmatizing, mixing of cultures. I think it's, uh, you know, we can become homogenous. We can become tribalistic. We can become toxically tribal. Um, I think it's it's pretty cool to see both of you, Savon, being in my life for many years and seeing him uh, mix cultures. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's solid. I mean, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all being willing to be the individual that is talked about, that is poked at, that is whatever. Just living in living in your authenticity, living in your truth, man. Being an example. I appreciate both of y'all. And it's, uh, it's been a, a cool conversation for me to learn. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think like y'all both just said, you know, hopefully, if anything else, this just encourages people who might be feeling any type of anxiety or any type of way about who they care about, whether it be platonic, romantic, or otherwise, man. Love is the most powerful force in this entire universe, man. You know, that transcends everything else. So, yeah. Uh, I don't think this will be the last conversation we have about, you know, the, the, the hurdles that people will self-impose or feel are being imposed upon them by outside forces as it relates to um, who they love, whether it be romantic or otherwise. Uh, so I'm excited just to go deeper on relationships as a whole because uh, it's definitely one of the most important aspects of being a human being, in my humble opinion. Uh, so... Heck yeah. Thank you, Nick, again for coming on and, uh, and being frank with us. We appreciate that. And thank you to everybody out there listening, watching, all of that. We appreciate you. And as always, this episode, uh, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, all the podcast platforms you would normally find a podcast on, as well as on YouTube uh, and on Instagram at, uh, is it underscore 8020? <clears throat> it's uh, 8020 underscore. 8020. T-I-G-H-T-Y-2-0 underscore. Right. Yep. So follow us there. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Follow us there. And yeah, we will see y'all in the next episode very soon. Thank y'all. Peace and blessings. We out. Peace.